Hello everyone. Welcome to the Socio Podcast. You are listening to the first season called Fintelectuals. Enjoy. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Socio Podcast. Today we have a very special friend and guest. Uh, he's a senior dire- uh, director at Young Jung von Matt, you can correct me, Robert, if that's correct, how to say it. Um, also, he's an um, all-around creative with extensive background in branding, social media, digital marketing, content marketing, and concept design, and, and way more as well. Uh, also, his hobbies are golf and gaming, I, I guess all kind of gaming, and um, great guy. I'm really happy that you are here today and that you couldn't make it. Uh, actually, Robert is in, in Germany. So, Robert, welcome. Thank you, thank you. It's nice to be here and it's also cool because this is my very first podcast that I'm on. So this is going to be fun. Great, great. I also, I think I have never called you Robert. I also called Rube. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds very formal when I say Robert Lindell. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, Robert Lindell. Yeah. Let's, let's just leave it in Rube. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a plan. So, Jung, Jung von Matt. Did I say it right? Yeah, so it's basically pronounced Jung von Matt. Jung von Matt. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How, how, how is that? Can you hear my dog barking? Uh, a bit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in a few podcasts already. He just like protagonism. I no guess. worries. No worries. So, so, Robert, where are you right now? Uh, currently, I'm situated in Hamburg, Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been here now for almost a year. Came here in end of February and mm-hmm. uh, joined Jung von Matt in the beginning of March. And since then, I've been been working there. Mm-hmm. How is how is Germany? How 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 is that? Is it bigger change from Finland? Um, I know it's a different language, of course, but yeah. do you speak any German? Uh, actually, I've been starting some German classes now, so I'm very, very beginning right, beginner right now. So <laughs> okay, can, in I progress. Do the, the basic stuff, but other than that, nothing. Thank you, Shun. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. And um, but how is it? Is it very different from Finland? I mean, it's, so, it's still Europe. So yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I mean, it's a very interesting country in general. Um, I think it's like, if, you know, weather and everything like this is pretty much the same as like Finland or anything else. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to their like culture, it's quite different. I mean, <laughs> Germans are very direct, you know, they like to speak what's on their mind a lot of them, you know. So it's, sometimes it can be compared to Finnish people. We like keep to tend, tend to our own and we don't really say everything we, <laughs> we want to say. So sometimes yeah. it's a bit like, oh, okay, that's how you speak. <laughs> that's been a like, funny, funny like difference that I've noticed as well. And But other than that, I mean, it's pretty much like any European country, like have their own small, small cultural stuff, but otherwise pretty much the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, because of Corona and everything, it's been just staying at the same place, haven't really been able to explore everything yet. Mm-hmm. And and before Germany, where were you uh, so located? Before Germany, I was back in Finland, so my home home country. And there I was situated in Turku and Helsinki. Mm-hmm. Turku for the most part of my life, but then a bit in Helsinki. Uh, but that that didn't work work out too great. So so we were <laughs> we weren't there too long with my girlfriend. But yeah, Turku has been my hometown for probably like almost a decade. Okay. Yeah. That's quite a long time. Where are you originally from mm. in Finland? It's a really small place that's <laughs> not so known called Kristinan Kaupunki. It's mm-hmm. a very small town situated between Vasa and Pori uh, by, the, by the sea. Yeah, I know. I know Vasa and Pori, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah so. by the sea. Okay. So it's a really, a really, a really small town village. I think we have like two thousand five hundred people, or like five thousand ish, in the city, and then ten to fifteen, I think, maybe around the like whole like area and everything. So it's a, it's a small place. But also, do you, so you went to school 
uh, gymnasium. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, basic gymnasium, and then uh, then I joined Novia, uh, which is like an applied science university, which I then was there for like four years. Took my bachelor's degree, and uh, then I. After that, so I moved to Turku and got my bachelor's degree there. And then I joined Parsero, which was back then a social media agency. And uh, from there, I worked there for almost almost seven years, I would say. Six and a half, seven years. Which was a crazy journey that we probably can get get into later as well. Mm-hmm. Parcero is Colombian for friend. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah, I have heard, I have heard about it, and yeah, I think that would be very interesting if you can tell us later a little bit of how yeah, was this yeah, journey of Parcero, <laughs> and <laughs> of course, that was the, probably the biggest um, experience in your uh, professional career, Parcero, so far. So far, yeah, so probably. far, yeah. Um, how was it? What 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 was the in your mind when you decide to? To, or, or how was this change? It, it came from like some epiphany, that moment that you were like, okay, I want to go to Germany or it was just like a gradual process of, yeah, I, I think I want to go to Germany or how was this whole transition of moving for a country, leaving your, uh-huh. you know, main job and probably that's still in your heart, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, basically it's, I think, a lot of different like reasons and but I, the biggest one was actually a personal one because mm-hmm. uh, me and my girlfriend have been together now for like what is it seven seven eight years almost mm-hmm. and uh, we had like she's from Croatia I'm from Finland we had a long distance for a long time and then we moved to Helsinki and then she got a job in Germany so then we decided that that we're gonna try out Germany now because like that's one place where we both might be able to like get a job and where we can actually like live together. So it was like that first big step we could take towards, towards like the rest of our life together. This is so amazing. That, so that was like the, I'd, I'd say that's the biggest reason definitely because that, or that made the like push faster and bigger and so on. But then, then as well, like personally, I was also excited to kind of see what else there's out there. Mm-hmm. Like we lightly touched on Parcero and I, I mean, that was like basically where my career started and where I really grew and so on. But also that is like the only creative agency I was in so far. So at the same time, it's also excited me on a like personal level that I, that I can see what else is out there and, you know, get more perspectives and uh, more uh, overlooks on things, how, how cultures work, how people are in different agencies and so on, because in the end, if you're only at one place, you're really biased if you don't have a lot of like outside, you know, like mentors or people that you talk to to get that kind of feeling what other agencies are like and so on. So, so also on a personal level, we're very excited about it. That, that, this is amazing because, first of all, um, you don't hear very often the 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 case which is inverted in this case that a Finnish person is chasing the spouse out of Finland. What is normal is that, oh, exactly. why, why are you in Finland? Oh, well, I came from my my spouse. Exactly. That exactly. was the main, ca- main case that I have heard yeah. about. So it's, it's great to know as well that the, the, other, the, other, the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. you, now you're in, in Germany. And um, it's a nice story, actually, like for love. That's, that's nice. Yeah, I well, mean, in the end, you have, to do, you have to do what you have to do, you know. Like, exactly. If you, have, if you want to make things work, it's... I don't believe in like, you know, the perfect story or anything like you have to work for it and you need to work for it together. And, you know, you need to both has to make sacrifices and both can gain things and so on. I mean, in the end, it's you have to do it together and like find a find a good solution and like a middle road. And we are, sti- we are still very young. Exactly. Exactly. We, <laughs> we have the whole life ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's, that's great to know. But also... I see that you have some projects on the side. Um, you are a partner of Enhanced eSports Club. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a part-time, but of course it's something yeah, yeah. that you actually really like. And yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, yeah, basically, 
uh, enhanced esports club is a esports organization that mm-hmm. actually recently joined because Felix, uh, the owner and the founder of the on of the organization, I met him like a few years back when I was I held a branding and marketing workshop. And he was there actually, and then we started talking afterwards. And then he noticed on LinkedIn that LinkedIn that I'm like interested in gaming and esports and so on because I had a couple of posts about it. And then a couple of times back in Parcero, we talked. He needed help with some projects as well, so I gave him some sparring and, and advice there. And then like from there, he actually reached out this year and asked me if I'm like interested in joining joining uh, the organization because it's I have like. Yeah, like you talked about before, the branding and marketing and like content and advertising and so on. Uh, that is like my field of expertise and he really needs it. So he was like wondering if I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And like, why not? Like, I mean, gaming is a huge, huge like part of my life and like always been like a hobby of mine. So I was like, why not try it out? You know, like if you could turn your hobby into the thing you do every day like how perfect is that and and also like i wanted to get some experience like hands-on experience within esports i mean i'm following a lot of like teams and uh, you know the like business aspect of it but i've never like worked hands-on of actually building like an esports organization so it's that's also very exciting because like it's a it's a very young company and so that's really cool as well no, that's so nice, especially because if you, on a personal level, you like this. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you play? What, what is your, um, let's say, um, maybe not top, top three games, but just like three games that you play with, for example, friends yeah. by, your, by yourself and one that you see that is kind of like an e-sport kind yeah. of uh, oriented. So uh, if we're talking about like, personally, what I like like to play and do is, uh, yes, I'm a like big FPS player, so I've always played all kinds of FPS games from like battle royale, such as like Player Unknown's Battleground or Warzone. That's currently really hot. Or for example, Escape wait, wait a minute. Tarkov. So you mean you mean PUBG? Yeah, PUBG. Yeah, yeah. Do you have PUBG right now? Yeah, yeah, I have. But you, on a console or on the phone? No, 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 on the PC. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Ah, yeah. uh, because because I was playing that, and I think this. Um, one of the best games that I have played yeah. because of the methodology and the, the whole mm-hmm. setup and how they always improving, they always adding stuff and yeah. it's very updated all the time. Yeah. It's, it's great that, that thing that you just go into a parachute and 100 people on the, on the map and the last time, well, the last team or last person standing is, is the winner. Yeah, I mean, battle royales in general, they're really fun and uh, they're like, Okay, of course, it depends on your play style and stuff, but it's really, I'm a very competitive player as well. So I'm like, <laughs> that's the downside of gaming is like, I want to <laughs> be the best at everything. So yeah, I yeah. always get so competitive, but like BRs are so fun because like you can manage on your own on a like a single player kind of style as well, even though if you're in groups and stuff, if you have a good aim and good coordination and everything. So it's, but, and also just the like aspect of battle royales are really fun. Like, that's something I've enjoyed a lot. So PUBG, nice. But and yeah. then, but yeah, if my top mm-hmm. games right now is probably like Warzone. Then, mm-hmm. <laughs> then I started playing World of Warcraft again, which was not a good, good choice. Because <laughs> by putting so much hours into it right now, I started like a week ago with my friends because everyone is playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, I just enjoy like a lot of different games. You know, just sitting on, sitting on Discord and talking talking with friends you know and just hanging out especially now when i'm in germany as well and we're like all over the world all, all of my like old friends that i game with so it's really cool that you always have that you know like digital place where we can go just talk talk some shit play some mm-hmm. games together and yeah that's great yeah I, as well in a personal level i like a lot um beauty games i have played probably since i'm like five exactly. something like that <laughs> nice yeah, so I have played like with uh, the, the family. The, the, this uh, I don't even know. We call it family, but it's like uh-huh. a Nintendo thing. And then it came the Sega, uh, yeah, the yeah. Genesis Sega, and then Super Nintendo. And from from that point, 
I played probably all the PlayStation, Nintendo 64, <laughs> GameCube, and you know. But now I don't have anything. Yeah, I, I don't have anything at the moment. And I, I would like to buy something, but I'm not sure yet if I if I should, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it takes time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if you, you know, depending on how competitive you are and how like easy you fall into bad habits, it's like. But I guess you have to take it like, like a day at a time. Like if you enjoy gaming a bit more, a couple of weeks, that's okay, and then you can work more or do whatever you makes you happy. You know. Yeah, but also in real life sports, you you play golf. Yeah, so I played a lot of sports as well since I was small. I started with like football, and then I played floorball for like a long time. Mm-hmm. But then, like I think. Overall, I think like golf is probably the sport that I love the most. Mm-hmm. Hate and love the most. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's true. What's your handicap? Mm, I think I'm at like 12.5 or 12.4 or something like that right now. Well, that's quite good. Yeah, it's decent. <laughs> <laughs> it's decent. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Have you played golf lately or have you played golf in Germany? Uh, actually, I haven't played a single time this year because of well mostly because of Germany and everything so so we came here in March and I didn't bring my clubs uh, so I haven't played at all but when I was out with the bike during the summer I found three golf courses that are like 20 minutes away with bike from my place so I was like damn <laughs> need to bring my clubs <laughs> now you know what you're gonna do in summer yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it's like but I mean it's the same thing with golf like when I have time to play it then I only fixate on that, you know. It's like, okay, I need to get be the best at this. So then I just, how can I improve my swing? How can I play more? <laughs> so only thing no, but that's, I think all these uh, sounds sounds really, yeah, really nice, and and it's it's been a good life, I think, so far. So that's definitely, that's yeah. good to know that it's been like, um, as everyone has, everyone has this story to tell, and yeah, um, I wanted to ask you somehow. Uh, I would like to to hear what mm-hmm. was what is this maybe obstacles that you have found during this um, maybe professionally mm-hmm. or you know what has been the, the biggest challenge that you have already so far uh, overcome mm-hmm. and, and, and how did you do that? Yeah, uh, I think in, think if you go to back to like me being at Parasera. I think the biggest, like one of the, like this generic obstacle is like always not having enough time, you know, to perfect things. But I think that's something I learned along the way that there's, there's like nothing that is ever perfect and you need to find like a place where it's good. But I remember like a lot of times there was not, never enough time to make anything really good, you know, and you were always like, I could do this better and this better and this better. And then you never had the time to focus on anything. So I think that's something that I really, really put a lot of effort into the past several years is to really focus on a certain things, you know, because I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people, especially like younger generation, they, there's too much of things they want to like complete or that they have too many goals and things they want to do in life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, I feel you only can really have like three or four big things in your life like business family friends whatever you know hobby Mm -hmm. and so I really try just to like get it down to the minimum and just focus on the things I really enjoy and the things that really matter for me that's like on a maybe more like general level then on a maybe more personal level I think like just I remember in the beginning of Parsifal how you, you know, you always want to do everything yourself, but like this maybe has more to do with like leadership and, and letting people give people like responsibility and give people the like possibility to fail and try things, you know, I think mm-hmm. way too many leaders, especially like in the creative industry, they like creative directors and like people with like, how do you say, like a, higher position they never they never like 
really give people the trust the trust and they don't give them the possibility to you know like take the lead or take the charge and see what can happen out of it and i remember that was something that took me a while to overcome but then when when you start doing it more and more you can see like how much more things first of all how much more things you can get done but also how much the people like the people get out of it you know they get mm-hmm. excited they get motivated they get like so many positive feelings out of it they they feel that you trust them and so on you know and mm-hmm. i think like that's something i've been struggling a lot with as well like here as well in my new places that it feels like uh, yeah it feels like you can't get that kind of um how do you say responsibility and you know mm-hmm. you could do so much more but then it's tied up and like then the leaders don't have enough time and so on so i think that's something in general that I guess every organization in the end should really try to overcome is like give give the power to the people, you know. In the <laughs> just, end, there's like just that sounds like revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just like upsides of it. So many upsides, like yeah. No, no, but I know what you mean. Focus on other stuff, you know. And, yeah, and, I think I think I was going to ask you if you maybe will agree with that trust professionally. Uh, Is is way better when the trust is given and not earned. Like what I'm trying to say is that sometimes some people say that okay, the trust has to be earned. Mm-hmm. Like my trust has to be earned in the professional level. So people need to prove that you know where where that that's as as you said that's a mistake because then you're just gonna end up not having too much time because you are not delegating, you are not trusting your team that you could do certain stuff and. And mm-hmm. in the in the first place, like who are you to to tell people that they have to earn your trust? Yeah. When 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 actually, when you give trust first, now if they make a mistake of they uh, like genuinely and they make a mistake and then they learn from it, then that's fine because that's that's part of giving the trust, uh, give the freedom to, so they can explore and experiment and make mistakes and learn. Mm-hmm. But then, if you give the trust and they just misuse the, the trust, then is when you take it away, or maybe you even, you know, you and me are like I, I feel like we're the kind of guy that will give a second chance mm-hmm. when a person is like misusing the trust. You will give a second chance. Yeah. But it, it has to be given, and then all will work out in a in kind of like a unspoken, uh, like a way of of yeah. dynamic. You know, just things work will work, work out. Yeah. I, I, but I feel like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just feel like some people are still in the in the age of like you have to earn my trust. And uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Maybe, maybe we need to get back to the second chance topic as well. That's a pretty interesting topic. But before that, like when it comes to like trust and everything, I first of all, I don't even like the word like earn. <laughs> yeah, earn exactly. One's trust, like <laughs> I think it's more about. I mean, trust is a very like delicate and an emotional subject in the end as well and i think it's important that you give the possibility you open up you you open up yourself to be able to get be trusted you know and then i think it's not so much about earning trust more like more more like just growing together and through that you get you know what what it means to like what what does trust mean to omar and what does trust mean to me it's like might be two very different things you know so mm-hmm. it's more about like learning what What does the what does the other one like need and what does he expect from you and like vice versa and that way you like build the trust and I think it's it's something that takes time and it's not something that happens overnight but I think it's something that disappears way too fast overnight I think it it feels you know it's like you can do the right sometimes you know with clients it's like you do the right thing like a hundred times so there's like a hundred pluses on the like excel sheet But then you get this one minus, but then it can have such a huge impact, you know. So the agency might even like, you know, or like the client might even fire the agency or be like, okay, I'm gonna look for a new partner, which mm-hmm. is like, I don't get that. I think it's like, it, that's the whole point of like building a relationship and building trust if, is that like, we all fail, we all make mistakes. So it's just about then learning from it. And then because... I know you and I trust you so I know we can get over this and just move forward. But sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like people it's easy to it's easy to like give up and let go 
rather than like sticking with it and then like just like learning and developing from it. Mm-hmm. And also, somehow, I feel like trust breeds, uh, like it brings uh, transparency. And transparency brings trust. So it's like a vice versa process. So if you trust, it's just going to increase the transparency around. Mm-hmm. But you have to trust first. And then that that transparency it just it makes everything easier. But I, I feel like nowadays is, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, you know what I mean? Like we are in a time that we have these, like maybe two sides of it. Mm-hmm. that if you trust okay but i'm gonna be always somebody's gonna tell that if i trust and then i'm gonna be like uh tricked mm-hmm. or i'm gonna be like well the person that tricks you is the one that is losing you are not losing anything i mean they are the ones that are like you know like it's okay if you trust and something happened even you can give a second chance and that probably is going to bring more value to the person that made the mistake and then realize and maybe say okay you know, like just this compassion side of it in business, yeah. I think is super strong. And I think nowadays it's increasing more and more, but it, we still have to bring more and more of yeah. this kindness and compassion and, uh, for, for this, you know. Yeah, old... definitely. I think, I think like, I guess like you can call it emotional intelligence as well on like a broader perspective that a lot of people talk about now, or there's like a lot of discussions on what's like more important, like, emotional intelligence or like IQ, mm-hmm. you know, EQ or IQ, but like, exactly. I think you need both in the end, but, but like, I think, well, there's a, there's very huge topics that we had like transparency and then emotional intelligence and second chances and so on. But I think like in, yeah, with like transparency, I, I think trust itself doesn't, doesn't like enable transparency directly. Sure. I think you're more, I think you will be a bit more open if you like, like, hey, I trust this person, but I don't think you're going to be fully committed and fully open like a book. And I think there, there again, the like leadership comes in. Like you have to show, you have to show examples for someone else to like do the same thing. Like if I tell, if I tell you, hey, Omar, just like, just tell me everything and it's okay the chance that you're going to do it is not that big, especially like if you're, if you're a person that easily doesn't open up, you know, let's Mm -hmm. let's say, let's say, let's say that you have, you have like an illness and so do I, but then if I open up about it publicly, let's say in the organization, then the chance that you're going to do that after me is way bigger. Like, for example, I remember in Parcero, we always had this Parcero day every month. So basically that's a, that's like a get together once a month where the whole company comes together with breakfast. And then we have like internal workshops and we have different kind of different kind of like events and uh, topics that we go through. We, we check the econ- economic situation of the company and we have different lectures and so on. And once there, like I, I had gone, been going per- personally through a like semi rough patch. And then I was like, Oh, okay, I'm just going to like open up about it because like, you know, you can notice when people are having a rough time, mm-hmm. but then like nobody talks about it. So then I was like, I'm just going to like, yeah, let people know like in front of the whole company, how it's going and like how I feel and what's been going on. And and like instantly after that, two persons came and told me like personal like secrets that they've never even told their best friends because of me showing the example. And that was like, that was such a, incredible Mm -hmm. like experience you know it opened up my eyes in a sense that if you're if you really are like transparent and vulnerable the like the way people will then like do the same thing is insane it's like so nice and that that again opens up the like whole better communication more trust more like helping each other out supporting each other you know all the good things like and yeah that was a really that yeah i think really what nice you said is, is is very powerful because this vulnerability is something that uh, some people perceive as a weakness but if you are vulnerable then it's weakness um, yeah, exactly. but at the end of the day if you have the strength to be vulnerable and still be be yourself 
then you're basically ready for everything. Exactly. I mean, you can go on a stage and just answer any question about your life or whatever. You know, if you are, if you can do that, then you can, uh, you know, that there's nothing that will stop you from from first knowing yourself better and uh, you know and improve as a person and somehow help others. And also as a speaker, I think you can become this person that if somebody comes, you you can speak, for example, in small audiences uh, in a team in a meeting room as you, as you, as you did and, or for thousands of people. And it doesn't matter who, how many people are you helping, but you're helping one person. I think that's the super powerful, just one person. If yeah. you, with your words or with your open up, definitely, that's just, that's really, really nice to know that, that story actually. And, um, hmm. yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, and like also the the whole like emotional part of it, and the like you know like human aspect. That's why why I think like emotional intelligence is so important as well. Is because like you really need to like take care of each other, because I think like like a company or organization in the end is is very like it's very important because. Um, it's mm-hmm. like a family in the end, you know. It's not just it's not just like coworkers or it's not just like yeah, people you work with five days a week or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. it's really a family in the end. And I think I think leaders especially they they should care more about taking care of the individuals and the group and the organization, you know. More on a personal level as well. That it's not just about work, like, hey, are you having trouble with work? But also like, hey, how are you doing at home, you know? Because how you're doing at home or like your private life will directly as affect also like how you're going to be in the organization, how it comes to like your motivation or results or teamwork or whatever, like mm-hmm. KPI you want to look at, you know? So I think it's like, and that's what I really think the like creative industry is missing a lot is that the leaders, the decision makers in a lot of agencies are creative people, not per se the best leaders you know they know how to lead creativity Mm -hmm. very well like they're super good at it but then they're not like they don't they're Mm -hmm. not leaders of people and you can like really see that like there's and there's a big difference between like leading you know a task or leading creativity or like come up with a good campaign versus like hey i need to lead omar here and i need to like see how he's doing and how he's performing and developing and so much more and i think Compared to before, it takes a lot of more hours and efforts and checkups than that, like <laughs> one development. <laughs> yeah, of course. Year, you know? No, of course. I, I think um, it just came like, I would like to ask you if, if there is any like steps or, or mm, advices that if somebody that is not only in the creative side, but in general, feels that maybe they could improve a little mm-hmm. bit, how... I don't know if the, the the question should be how to do it, but more like how you do it, and maybe um, what is the line of thought of thinking uh, to maybe give some first steps towards whatever if you are a director of or creativity or anything else, but also putting that emotional intelligence into into your portfolio, like personal portfolio, so you can deploy these kind of behaviors. I think in, in like if we're talking about like emotional intelligence and like about like people people to people skills if that's what you're going for I think I think it's I mean the first step of course is that that you have to be like interested in people and you have to like really connect with them so it's I mean it's all about spending time with people that's what I try to do like a lot I like for example when I I can probably say that through an example as well, like back in Paracero. So I had a, a lot of, so my first, first like job or like task or like title in Paracero was like a, a content creator slash like a visual designer. So I did a lot of like social media postings and social media strategies and so forth. And from there I developed and uh, later on became a partner in the agency. But then like at the, 
later stage, I became the creative director of the agency. And then when I took took like care of all the creatives in our agency, I quickly noticed that like a lot of people don't even a I don't know them and they don't know me because in the end usually there's like a smaller group of people that you work more with and then you know there's like other people that you know and so on but you don't work like really hands-on weekly with them so the first thing I did when I became the creative director was like I sat down with every individual and then I asked them like what do you think I do what do you think I have done you know who do you think I am and stuff like that and then some of the answers were (laughs) really like (laughs) baffling and interesting and like eye-opening like okay so I I had this like one person who was like yeah I think you're like a project manager and sure I mean I've done I do I did a lot of project management but that was never my like you know uh, how do you say like field of like that was not my responsibility Mm -hmm. or my role or anything it was just part of it because we needed help on that as well so it's like and that really opened my eyes to okay I really need to get to know these people better so then I just I just made sure that I had sat down with people went for lunch with them had like just normal meetings coffees etc to just get to know each other you know to like from the basics like what do you even do in this agency to like personal stuff like what makes you tick what doesn't make you tick what do you love what do you hate you know and it takes a lot of effort and like energy and i have this for example this person in parts mm-hmm. her name is anna like when i was the creative when i became the creative director i didn't know her like we knew each other but like we didn't know much about each other and she's a, like She's such an awesome person, but like she does not open up to people that lightly, you know. And and we put both of us put so much like energy and effort and time into like getting to know each other, so we could, you know, like work together. And we knew how to like work together. I could like help her to develop, and she knew what I expected and everything like that. And to see this like relationship grow and how it also how it translated into like the work we were doing and developing the company and so so on and then also becoming like you know a good friend it's like really cool to see that like transformation but in the end it takes like a lot of time and energy and that's like with a lot and that's the biggest issue i think is that a lot of the decision makers or leaders or whatever whatever you want managers whatever you want to call them is that they they put way too much effort on the like hands-on things like leading projects or you know leading clients or whatever rather than focusing on the people and that's like the first step just ask them like what <laughs> yes. do they know about yourself you know <laughs> you'll get some the bigger the agency the like the probably more interesting and yeah and most of the time you don't need to like some people might think but but i i don't feel it i mean sometimes you don't need to feel it like like you don't need to specifically feel something to start doing the conversation just go for some basic questions and just yeah. start to explore and 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 from that point yeah. and on it's the same when you go biking or when you go for a run or when you start doing some project in the beginning the first yeah. five minutes are a little bit like uh, but after the five minutes it's just automatic we, we humans are all the same yeah, exactly. uh, fundamentally uh so they they will just go and ask a few questions, go try to and know each other and and you'll know what to do at that point. Yeah. And and at that exactly. I don't know, I, I feel like you will be like a really good kind of like a CEO. Uh so so what, what, what? <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned it. It's actually yeah. I mean, it's something I've been thinking about a lot because I I don't know, I lo- I like to help people and I like to like I just yeah, I just really like to make people's life more easy you know so they can focus on the things that matter yeah no and i think the ceo thing is something that is changing like today it's changing so much because the ceo is not anymore the person that is just like executing giving orders and stuff yeah you have to make decisions but if you're a good ceo and you have a team of 1000 people then you are responsible for these 1000 people you are working for them and they are not working for you and that change of perception is like making yeah, and yeah, making that's really important. maybe business uh, a bit more humane. Yeah, yeah, that's some Gary Wee stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I really think as well. Like, 
I mean, it sounds like a cliche and sounds like weird, but it, it's so true. It's, it's common sense somehow, but we just forget think, about it. And it's still, yeah, and I think it's like, and it's different like saying that like one line that you just said or then actually like executing and doing it every day. Like, and especially when it's hard during like hardships, it's easy to execute that kind of like mentality when it's going great. I mean, it's sure, sure. A lot of people also always like to take the glory themselves, the like leaders, but like, sure, it's easy to say like, Hey, good job. Omar, you own this project. Thank, thanks to you. But it's like, then when you have the like difficult situations, it's, you see a lot of times that they're the, the leaders are the ones who like, like the latest or they're the last to like mm-hmm. own up to anything, you know? So on the, at that point, do you have any side projects, any any plans for like creating your own company, um, or or, or they or they are secrets? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's always things in the planning, you know. But like uh, right now, it's more like a period of I'm like focusing on myself. Of course, like I can't help to do things on the side because I'm I have this kind of like how do you say like entrepreneur blood in me or like my dad's dad's like a, a business owner always been his whole life and like I've always also like you talked about like leadership and things like this is something I really like and that's something that I'm not getting that mm-hmm. much right now in my new company uh, so so that's what I've been like searching on the side as well like just finding things I can do on the side but of course I mean sometimes in the future I'd love to be to be really honestly like either like a ceo kind of style i don't like care for the title more of like how, what i see that the responsibility mm-hmm. like involves uh and and or then like yeah some similar other position but definitely like a lot of different like thoughts and ideas in my head but firstly now i just want to focus on myself a bit because i couldn't really do that in parcero because pretty quickly I had, I was like leading people and taking care of like people and teams. So then, and developing the company. So I really never had that quality time for myself to like, you know, perfect my skills and develop my understanding of marketing and branding and social media and whatnot. And like, you know, getting that hands-on experience in various fields. So that's been really fun. Like for the pa- almost past year now that I've been actually able to put a lot of my time on just getting better myself rather than focusing on mm-hmm. other people you okay know? well that's good that's good too as we said we are young so <laughs> this is it's still uh, exactly lots of time <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah what about um right now as in like uh rube today um mm-hmm. it's very interesting for you now topic that you've been following on the news or you've been following on the side uh, documentary, something that is like very, very um, actual. What, 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 yeah. what is on your mind? Like, you no, know, I mean, As like, like person. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, something that you're following, uh, some maybe some topic, some technology, some company, something that you wow. feel like is very actual, very recent, very like today. That you. Mm, actually like if i'm honest i don't follow that much like news and uh sure i, I read like articles and like watch the news now and then but i i don't know i i think i'm a really hands-on person in the sense i just like like to do things you know so it's more about like working at jung von Mott. Then I'm like building this esports agency on the side. Then I'm doing some freelance projects, you know. And so I don't, I don't really have that much time to get interested in like new subjects and so on. And so, <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but don't you, you mentioned Garibi. Question, like, so Garibi is quite not recent, yeah. but still is somebody that is on the mm-hmm. on the loop all the time. So, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on on, on him? Uh, I mean, he's an interesting person. <laughs> I think I, I bet he's like different, you know, if you would, I don't know, work for him or if you would be his partner mm-hmm. or friend or whatever, you know, but I think, uh, 
I think a lot of things that he's saying I can really like relate to and I I really feel that is it's like current and like current topics. Uh I'm not so he, like of course he he talks a lot with like students and like younger people in the US but I think they have such a different situation with like having to pay True. for school yeah. and things like that you know so I'm not not too much into that but I, I really like a hundred percent agree with him when he's talking about like empathy transparency and like yeah like your your you're the employee for your like how, how do you, you work say for your employees and they're not working for you yeah you work for your employees like yeah, yeah exactly so like those things like really hit really like hit my heart and i really believe it myself like with empathy and and giving like giving second chances though like there as well i learned there's like a line like i think like tough love is a good mm-hmm. way to explain it uh And what I mean by that is like, like treating you know like your employees, like you would. Uh, well, you know, like let's say, like if I'm gonna have a kid, I wouldn't like give mm-hmm. everything to it all the time because like that doesn't like nothing comes out good then either. But I also am not gonna be too strong with the kid. I would also like you know give it love and be like nice and you know be there for be mm-hmm. there there for him or her so i think like the same way with with your team and your employees and the people around you like in general you should be like that that you need to be able to keep them accountable and you need to be able to like like set set some like guidelines and you need to be able to like have expectations but at the same time you also need that empathy you know that you need to be understanding like if they're going through a rough time or if something happened and you fail and so on you know it's it's like you need both of those things and i think that's something he talks about a lot is that i think that also is important that it's way too much like about numbers in the end and so on and i i think like in the in the end if your people if your people are happy and they and they enjoy their time where they are and they're motivated and so on like the results are going to come And in the end, it's like, like it's the long game. In the end, I think that's something he talks about a lot as well, like the micro and macro mindset. And in the mm-hmm. end, it's about the long game. Like one year, for example, is nothing. Or like if you're thirty or forty, you're like it's like nothing. You still have half your life or more. So it's like, I like the mindset as well that it's. Too often we think about like small details that are insignificant if you look at like five or ten years yeah or if you yeah anyway also when you think in perspective with like your position around the world like to be able to do you know there's so many yeah exactly we we've i don't know if i want to get too much into this but when you look around like there's so 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 many people that are struggling like so much uh in in terms of poverty or war and and stuff like that then yeah and sometimes we we don't remember those things and we are complaining about certain stuff and we don't we don't have perspective but um but yeah, yeah. i mean like definitely it's, it's just a matter of mm, time that we all have a different ways of like uh realizing stuff and figuring out like small things because at the end of the day nobody has anything figured out that's Yeah, everyone that I have talked Definitely. in the podcast, they always somehow tells me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what's next, and I haven't figured out. But you know, but it's always the same kind of like uh, feeling. But with you, at least you already kind of like knew about this, so you don't say it. But you're just okay with it, you know, because sometimes people just say it in a way that you know, mm-hmm. like as in like as they are pursuing this figuring out instead of enjoying the 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 process of, of it yeah yeah the process so that's yeah. good i mean somehow i as well like gary v because you can listen to it for a few few you don't need to get all the content you just get you need to get a little bit of it and then you yeah, can just exactly. keep going so I, yeah exactly yeah and definitely like what you just said like enjoying the process i think 
yeah, that's probably something Gary Vee says a lot as well. I think, but that's also something I like totally agree with when I think about like the the journey of Parsera. I mean, that whole journey was so amazing. Not to like end the goal in the end or end achievements, but the, that like whole journey was so amazing and so fulfilling. That that's the that's the thing I remember, and that's the thing I'm taking with me. Not not the like best moments or the highest peaks or anything. But like the whole process and everything that happened and all the people and all the clients and all the projects and all the ups and downs and everything. So that's something that's so such a fulfilling thing in the end. And I think that's something in general that that I think is so important that people actually enjoy the enjoy the like enjoy the grind or however you want to you call it. You know, it's like if you don't enjoy that, then like you can't do it for freaking 60 mm-hmm. years. <laughs> And be miserable. <laughs> yes. Your yes. Just said I was sitting with somebody and um, and she said, yeah, enjoy the grind, as, uh, as she said. Yeah. And uh, I think is, I think is that, yeah. But I have, I, I've already asked you like so many things and we have talked a lot, a lot of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I don't know anymore what to ask, but maybe if we change the roles, now you're sitting on my chair and then you are looking at yourself and, ask something that I haven't asked yet, what, yeah. what would you ask to yourself? Um, well, maybe something I could like touch on a little bit is like something that's like a big, big change in my way of thinking. And that has happened recently is that like ever since I've always been a really competitive person doesn't matter if it's been sports or gaming or work or whatever it may be uh and i've always wanted you know to be the best at whatever i do and you know try to get for example in advertising the advertising industry there's like competitions and you know like events etc where you where you can give in your work and you can win win prizes and titles and whatever and that's something that's always interested me as well and like you know like i want to be the top top dog you know the best best creative and so on and that's been like my mindset probably the last i don't know 15 years more 18 years since i was a kid uh and of course i'm still like that but i really like change a lot in the sense of what it's important in life like like quality of life is something that means something way different for me and i think you touched on it a bit like you were talking about like what happened what's happening in the world and like and just like how insignificant we are in the end you know (laughs) it's like if i think about the if i think about the advertising Mm -hmm. industry it's like in the end you're like even if you would be the best in the like industry nobody would know who you are you know if you if you look on like Mm -hmm. global scale like on earth you know like we're, we're we're like small ants on this earth so it's like i don't know i i just try to find a good balance now of like the quality of life you know where do i live like what 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 do i want the weather to be like how do i want it to look like outside or like what kind of people do i want around me like what kind of work do i want that it's i still love to grind you know i like to work a lot like i can't stay still and so on but like at the same time i i don't mind if I can't earn as much money or if I'm not going to get that piece of glory that I was looking for stuff like that. It's more about like finding that really good quality of life that you can start start that you're like happy already now, rather than like being happy in 20 years mm-hmm. when you achieve something, you know? So that's something that really, really, that's really changed recently the past months and like, which is also driving my like mindset and the way I think about business and business opportunities and yeah, and, and I'm, like I'm, that. I'm sure that many people feel the same way uh that somehow times have changed in a way that we don't want to be uh, a millionaires to have a, a mansion and like a lamborghini and uh i don't know all those things that probably in the 80s and 90s was the top thing but nowadays i think everything's about more like yeah. purpose and uh that we yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, everything like has still like somehow I have the a slightly sense of that we are going back to be more humane. 
is, even though technology is advancing a lot and yeah. we have a lot of stuff and but just naturally like as a human species we are like requesting that somehow demanding that somehow to going back to think about a little bit more of nature and environment uh and and, and our surroundings and mm -hmm. people and not only people but living things animals and you know nature and stuff like that and and i think that's really yeah. nice what you said about just that you focusing more on like well-being yeah and and yeah. I, i feel the same way as well i think Definitely. that's when that's what keeps you healthy somehow <laughs> physically and mentally um yeah but also keeps some i don't know how to say it but you vibe no i don't know what i don't want to say vibrate because <laughs> that sounds like a crystal uh <laughs> you know i don't know uh, but you somehow you just radiate some kind of kind of like a vibe yeah. to, towards people around you and yeah. and and shine you know like people like like to be around you and yeah. you somehow affect positively people that is around you and and that's that's the gold exactly. i think you know like yeah. these people that came to you to say this secret that they not, haven't said to anybody and they, they trust to you and they, those things for me like wow that's that's the shit yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah no I, like right touching on one thing you said about like the world and like making a better place and so on i think it's it's like easy to make make your own life mm -hmm. good you know but i think like yeah like creating a better world yeah, is it, really hard yeah i don't know like i'm i'm really i'm really struggling because like so many like i don't know <laughs> say it's it. controversial <laughs> or but like i think i think there's so <laughs> many dumb people on this earth and the dumb people are like like stupid people just literally stupid people are like outnumbering <laughs> yes. so much the like people with like a bit of brain capacity in them so it's sometimes feel like why do you even bother like try to make this world better in any way if we're talking about like how this earth is doing or like animals or like human rights or whatever because in the end it's like the majority of the dumb people just fall for some stupid thing that someone like lies to you or advertises to you or brings you false promise or you haven't checked your facts or whatever you know and it feels like it <laughs> there's just too much stupid people to make have a you, like, have impact you... on anything <laughs> I don't know if it's just if that's like a negative negative thing, but like sometimes it feels like like well, but <laughs> what can you do like this? No, no, I know, I know, what? but but like yeah. just I'm trying to find an example that will match perfectly this 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 like question. But um, maybe have you seen a movie called Inception? So. So okay, good because yeah. I have asked this already, and the person didn't know the question, the movie. So it was really hard to explain. But you have seen the movie. So these people get into the mind yeah. of somebody and plant an idea, and then the person wakes up, and then that's it. That's the, that's 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 what they believe. So, but if you ha if you could have that mm -hmm. power just to plant an idea in people's mind around the world, what what mm -hmm. would Rube would do in for for that time that you can submerge in people's mind for for one idea that you could plant yeah. i would i would say it's just for me it's pretty simple just like think about other people a bit more than you think about yourself like my mother's like such a perfect example of that like she's never right okay i think she <laughs> overdoes it okay. she never thinks about herself like with yeah. anyone when it comes to like me and my brother or our family or our cousins or our cousins like babies or like her co-workers mm -hmm. or like anyone around her you know it's like she always puts other people first you know doesn't matter what it is about if it's about her class in school or her yeah. class like co-workers or whatever and like a lot of times of course it's also backfires like pe people don't appreciate it like it's but like yeah just like Caring more mm -hmm. about other people, I think is really important, and I think that would help a lot. Like people or animals, or like like animals is a tricky subject for me. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love animals a lot, and like dogs and stuff, and like what humans does 
it's like the human race true. fucks up everything. No, and, and it's true, but some, some, yeah. yeah, somehow I don't know. Um, it's it's hard to know how we are living in a time which is 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 very complex because um, I think things have changed yeah. so gradually uh, in some te- in in a technological way, but yeah. but then in the last one hundred years we have either change very drastically in industrially and technologically as well yeah. but then we just got some kind of like a hold into just keep developing a t- technology which is like actually useful and not just entertain entertaining yeah um but yeah. but in the way of like a, Definitely. i don't know if this is sounds a little bit too philosophical or i don't know but i'm just gonna say it but in the terms of like um the the human brain we we haven't changed that much since the medieval times we we are very competitive and and greedy and and and, and yeah. as you said like um yeah <laughs> a bit dumb <laughs> sometimes yeah. yeah yeah definitely i don't think that changes <laughs> like really quickly though either it's like if you think about like evolution and like how how like people or creatures or animals whatever like how we from generation to generation we get these certain things and develop develop mm-hmm. traits and habits so and well let's like see we, let's see let's do a podcast again in 20 years and and, and this <laughs> let's see where we are <laughs> see well, where no, we, we are. can do another podcast maybe but, next year um and see how's how's everything yeah. going over there and um but in 20 years anyway yes but, let's do that yeah <laughs> but it's like with, with what we were speaking on like corona is such a good example like yeah especially like younger generations it's like sometimes i feel like we we speak like we're good at talking mm-hmm. but we're not good at actions you know like very good at like saying what our opinion is or how much we love mother earth and things like that but then when like Corona is happening. Everyone's complaining how they can't see their friends or how they can't go out to their restaurant mm-hmm. or how they can't go to a bar. You know, it's like, come on, like you can stay inside for like a couple of months. <laughs> like you're not going to die. It's like, and you can call people and blah, blah, blah. You can go to the park and like keep your distance from people and so on. Like, I feel like, but I think it's again about just like selfishness. Because I, need, yeah, I it, need that, you know, and it's like, and then in the end, you know, when it comes down to it, you don't, but like, that's like, probably just like human beings are like, when it comes down to it, you'll probably do whatever it takes to like, protect yourself or your family or whatever, you know. I think that's the big difference. That's a key point uh, that under pressure, we just don't match our beliefs and like what we say, and what we preach with our lifestyle. When it comes down to oof, the convenience yeah. of throwing this to the floor or just throw it going a few meters from to, yeah. to the bean and if you multiply this times seven billion then we have an ocean full of plastic for example yeah and and so on the, exactly. all those examples yeah. so yeah. I, I, it's easy when you don't lose anything but then when you have to give something <laughs> up that is important to you then then it's that's a real challenge that the, that the test <laughs> that's a real test not a good equation yeah, yeah. And that you've really seen that. But like I want to keep. Well. I want to keep ridiculous. one thing, uh, like a, as, a, as a main point is like, let's think about others a little bit more instead of ourselves for a moment. Just let's practice this in, not only yeah. at work, let's practice this on our day lives, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, it's a thing very important. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Ruben. Yeah, this has been great and I think this is the longest podcast that I have done so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that I, I'm pretty sure some people that might be listening is like, well, I can keep, I can, yeah. I can keep going. Yeah, I'm just like cooking or something or cleaning the house. No, no, it's okay. We can do another, we can do another. Exactly. I, but I think as well that point. we, there is this excuse as well to say, hey, there is still something that we could keep yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, Let's do it another time. Next year, I'm exactly. going to do a second season. So yeah. I hope you can be again, my guest. It's, this has been really nice and uh, very, very fun, but also very definitely. deep topics to talk here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was really fun and it was 
I mean, overall, just like interesting, this kind of just like talking to each other, you know, feeding off each other. And I think there's a lot of things we can open up, for example, next year. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, more I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna keep, really um, uh, I'm going to remember about this project because I, I want to see how it's been the, 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 the process of, of like next year and, and what what's going on. And I hopefully you can you can get. I mean, you're the kind of guy that you're gonna, you're very patient, uh, but also you push a lot. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you're gonna, <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna get all, <laughs> yeah. all those plans on. Yeah, definitely. That was a, that was a good way you put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Push things forward. Yeah, that's always that's always like a, a good, good combination. Yeah, great, Ruben. Thank you so much, and uh, I just want to say thank you, uh, so Merry much. Christmas. Um, Happy New Year as well. Um, I know you are as well in Germany. So I don't know if you're coming to Finland or you're gonna be. No, okay. Well, you same as me. I haven't been at my with my family in Christmas for like seven years or something. Yeah. So this this time sometimes you feel like nostalgia, but I think that's normal. But that's but yeah, thank you so much and like yeah. all the best and see you next see you next time or next year <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, thank you so much, Omar. It was nice okay. to have no, no, thank talk you. with you. Thank you, Robert. Uh, until the have next time, one. thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to the Socio Podcast. The best way to support us is to share it through your social media or with your friends. Until next time.